welcome to Way to Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Beck Russell, holistic wellness coach, yoga and meditation teacher, personal trainer, and overall well-being enthusiast. I believe that we have been led off the wellness path in our modern way of living, and it's time that we get back to basics, back to our roots, back on our way to wellness. I take a balanced and wholesome approach when it comes to wellness, knowing that every action, every interaction, every environment and every breath that we take has an impact on our state of well-being. This podcast will debunk all of the myths that we have been sold about what it takes to be well. Humans are complex beings, but being well does not have to be complex. Each week, we will explore a piece of the holistic wellness puzzle where myself and special guests will share our insights that we have learned along our way to wellness to support you to live a well, happy and vibrant life. Join me on the way to wellness. Erin Lashley is an accredited EFT practitioner who is laser focused on helping people from all walks of life get a handle on their stress, overwhelm, and frustration. She uses EFT to gently unravel the uncomfortable emotions that hold people back from living their full potential so that they can move forward with more confidence. Erin helps her clients to discover, uncover, and have reverence for their true selves, the self that lies beneath the stress, old patterns, and limiting beliefs. Erin really does have a lot of knowledge around self-awareness and really just treating yourself with kindness and compassion. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Way to Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Beck Russell, and today we're joined by Erin Lashley, and she's an accredited EFT practitioner. Erin, how are you today? I'm really well, Beck. Thanks so much for having me. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. And I just wanted to start our conversation today by asking you if you could share a little bit about your background and how you ended up where you are today and interested in this way of, you know, wellness and modern living and the journey that you took to arrive here. And also if you had any, you know, teachers or mentors along the ways or any triumphs or challenges that you experienced. (laughs) Wow. Yes. Um, I guess it's been quite a long journey to get here. So um, I'm now an EFT practitioner. So EFT, for those who aren't sure, stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And essentially, it's just like a a somatic technique that we use um, to clear energy or emotions out of the body. Um, But the journey here has been, you know, over a few years, I think I probably gained an interest in wellness um, and just taking care of myself a bit better about gosh, six or seven years ago now. And I started working with a wellness coach myself. Um, And at the time it was, you know, sort of very focused around food and exercise and yoga and all of those sorts of things. Um, But I was soon introduced to EFT by that same coach and I've sort of danced with the technique for a few years. Um, And I think it's something that has, you know, really helped me over a long span of time to sort of, clear out negative emotions and and sort of start to feel a bit more at peace and a bit more confident with myself. And um, 
I think probably the most impactful thing that it's helped me with is is grief. So, um, you know, I suffered some loss a couple of years ago and it was then that I was at a place in my life where I hadn't been taking care of myself and, um, you know, I'd put on a lot of weight and I wasn't really eating well or exercising well, but I also wasn't taking care of my mental health or my um, spiritual health, I suppose you could say. And it was at that point that it was a bit of a wake-up call and I re-engaged with EFT um, and I did my training in it and through using the technique and, and sharing the technique with others um, in my training, I sort of gained this whole new lease of life and and sort of came home to myself in a way. And I suppose that in a nutshell is, is I guess, how I'm now here today, um, you know, doing this work. And, um, yeah, it's it's such a joy to be able to share it with other people now as well. That's so beautiful and what an amazing experience for you to have, I guess, this powerful experience yourself and now you're able to share that wisdom with all of your clients. So that's really beautiful. Yeah, it is. Would you say that there was uh, one pivotal moment that changed the trajectory of your life or would you say it was more of an accumulated, you know, course of events that led you to where you are now? Um, I think it's probably a mix of both. So I'm the type of person who's always kind of just followed what I really want to do. So I've sort of moved um, around a lot. I've moved interstate and um, I moved up to Queensland for a few years. I came back here to Sydney. Um, You know, I've started different jobs just because I had a feeling about that was the right thing for me. So it's, I've sort of always, um, sort of taken things in my stride to try and develop and, and, you know, try new things. But I think in regards to, um, you know, where I am now running my business, I would definitely say that, you know, losing um, my mum a few years ago was a really big transformational moment for me. So, gosh, I shouldn't say a few years. It was only, um, you know, 15, 18 months ago. But um, that was, um, you know, that was a really big thing because, I had not lost anyone before and it was a whole new experience. And I think there was a real gift in that experience to sort of, um, I guess, learn a bit more about myself and um, and heal those wounds and, and go through that, that journey. But I think, you know, it's still an ongoing journey as well. And um, who I am now, I think, will still be very different to who I am in, say, even a year or two years. And I think there's something really, really magical about that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And um, in one of the previous podcast episodes, when I spoke to Sammy, she had the same experience too, where she'd lost her father. And, you know, although it's such a tragic and upsetting circumstance, I guess the beauty that comes from it, like you said, is, you know, to give you a bit of a platform to kind of, you know, take the path that you really want to, or, you know, that you need to take. And, and from that, you can take the gift of being able to share your experience with others and perhaps even help others move through grief as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's sort of, um, you can sort of lead with it, you know, like you've been through it and you can relate to people on a whole new level that you couldn't before. And that is really, it's really comforting for other people as well. And it's really powerful. Um, You know, I think when, 
when I was in those first few weeks of grief and loss, I really sought someone who knew or who understood what I was going through. And I think as human beings, that's sort of the first thing we do is we want to find someone who can empathize with us and, and, have compassion for us and understand. So to be sort of now at this point where I can now be that person for someone else, it, it is really, um, you know, it's really satisfying, I think, in a strange kind of way. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And and I'm sure that you hold space so beautifully for, you know, anyone that um, has that experience and, yeah, can turn to you for advice and comfort. So that's really beautiful. Yeah, thank and, you. And for anyone who maybe has not heard of EFT or doesn't know too much about it, would you be able to go into a little bit more detail around what's involved with EFT and also what some of the benefits are? Yeah, absolutely. So EFT uh, stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And essentially what we're trying to do with, with EFT, or I'll just call it tapping just for a bit of ease, Um <clears throat> is we're trying to free ourselves from the emotions that might be holding us back. So generally we attach emotion to thoughts, beliefs, habits, um, and that is sort of what can keep us stuck in a behaviour, it can keep us stuck in a mindset. So when we acknowledge the emotion that is present and we process it using the technique, which I'll explain in a moment, uh, we can actually free ourselves from those things and actually move forward with a bit more clarity and a bit more confidence in the direction of where we want to go. So because of that, it actually has really far-reaching benefit uses, I should say. And you can use it from anything from, say, a craving for like chocolate or cigarettes all the way through to clearing a really heavy trauma that might have happened to you and, and treating PTSD. So it's a, it's a full spectrum of things that EFT can be used for. But the technique itself is really simple and it's a combination of two main things. So if you know much about sort of the Chinese medicine um, or the meridian system, we also call it acupressure points, but they essentially are these energy points in the body. And if you go to see, say, an acupuncturist, they'll sort of use the needles and, um, and release the points that way or you could have a trigger point massage. It's a similar thing, but we're not actually pressing or pushing too hard on these points we're just gently tapping and there are about eight to nine meridian points in the body that we use in the tapping sequence so it's very straightforward and all we're doing as we're tapping through the points is we're just staying focused and repeating words around what it is that we want to clear. So as an example, if you're feeling a bit anxious, you will just be talking about how anxious you're feeling, whether you're feeling any anxiety in your body as you're tapping gently on these points. It's a little bit hard to explain on a podcast, but essentially it's a very simple sequence that you tap through Um it's not too complex. You don't have to do anything too hard. As a practitioner, I don't touch anyone. It's all sort of you're, you're following the guidance of me and you're tapping on yourself. So it's a very simple um, technique and it's powerful in that you are actually taking the time to acknowledge what is going on for you and what the tapping is doing. Um, and there have been studies that have, that have sort of proven this. It's actually having a strong effect on the amygdala in your brain. It reduces cortisol levels and your stress levels. And when you do that, you sort of pull your body back into, um, I think it's called parasympathetic 
state. I think that's the right terminology. I might be completely wrong, but you're pulling yourself out of fight or flight and you're relaxing the body. You're able to feel safe to process those emotions that are coming up and essentially let go of them. So when you let go of an emotion or when you process an emotion, um, it literally clears out of the body and you start to feel you know, the, the opposite of that emotion. So you might start to feel more at peace, calmer, a bit happier. Uh, and then you also might realize that, let's say if you were tapping on a craving, when you clear that emotional connection to the craving, the craving itself disappears. So it can be quite quick and it's really um, fascinating to watch someone who might have, say, a really strong chocolate craving and they can't go a day without it to suddenly not even want to sniff or taste the chocolate at all. So it's it's very interesting how such a simple technique affects the brain. That's so cool. And it sounds not only is it like so powerful and so healing, but it's it sound it's really um like non-invasive as well. So for example, if anyone wanted to get access and clear and flush out those meridians, they might not be as keen to see say an acupuncturist with the needles and then this might be you know more easily accessible way for them to clear those energy blocks yes absolutely it's really gentle um and you can literally do it anywhere you know like sometimes if I can't sleep I will just sort of gently tap as I'm trying to not off or or it's just a very soothing it's almost like I think when you you have a baby and you sort of pat their back it's sort of like similar rhythm it's a few things to it I think that are helping us to relax but it's just that very soothing very gentle um, very safe way to sort of process things beautiful and I think you just answered that but I was going I was curious to know if you still practice EFT techniques on yourself um, and and also what your personal experience or liberations have been around using EFT on yourself as well? Yes, I absolutely use it myself still. So I, um, I generally try to tap every day. I don't always though. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, I, sometimes I just don't need to. Like often... Um, I will do it if I'm start sort of starting to feel a bit stuck, if I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed, if I'm have to do something with work or or um or otherwise that feels a bit um frustrating to me. It's also really useful if someone triggers me. So often I like I find that our triggers are really our teachers and and you know there's often something going on beneath the surface as to why um you know, that thing or that person has caused such a strong emotional reaction in us. So I think when I use it the most is probably when something has come up and I almost use it as in a bit of a curiosity type of way as if to say, you know, why has this made me, why has this person or has this situation made me feel so rubbish or so angry or sad or upset? And then I can use tapping to sort of bring down the the um, intensity of that initial emotion and it starts to reveal itself what is actually going on beneath the surface and it allows me to sort of acknowledge and process what's what's actually happening and that's sort of when the healing comes in is when you use tapping to bring down those initial emotions that initial reaction and you can start to peel back the layers and see what's actually going on under the surface so I'd say that's probably the most profound way that I use it 
I still also just use it for really small things like um, sometimes I'll do like a little food experiment on myself. Um, like I've cleared, say, chocolate and potato chips um, so that I don't eat them as often or I don't feel like eating them as often. Um, what else do I do? Sometimes I just, sometimes if I just don't want to do it myself, I will literally just pull up a tapping meditation that someone else has created on YouTube or an audio meditation and just follow the prompts. And that can be really helpful as well. Um, and you really get the benefits within about 10 minutes if it's just sort of a bit of an energy charge that you need. Um, but I also work with practitioners as well. So when you are training to be an EFT practitioner, you have to do a lot of hours to get your qualification. So I also sometimes am sort of the guinea pig for other practitioners, which is a really nice way to have space held for me to go through some deeper issues. And then also I work with my mentor as well, who has helped me through, especially around the grief and loss. Um, you know, that's really scary stuff sometimes to sort of try and do yourself. And there is sort of a distinction, I think, between what you would tap on yourself with and what you might need that extra guidance with um, and, and someone else to sort of, you know, hold your hand uh, metaphorically uh, through that. And sometimes you just need that other person to reflect back on you what actually you need to have cleared because sometimes, you know, it could be like the elephant in the room that you just can't see. And having someone else there to guide you is really helpful. So it's certainly a massive part of my, you know, self-care and and how I sort of, you know, take care of myself. Um, absolutely. Yeah, that's an important point that you touched on there too. It's always really beautiful for us to be able to lean on and, and get the support of our other practitioners as well. So I'm glad that you touched on that. And, and yeah. also something else that you mentioned about, you know, when, when there's often something else lurking beneath the surface I'm pretty it's pretty safe to say I think that that's generally the case isn't it when we've had some kind of reaction to something that it's triggering something within us and this is one of the techniques that we can use to kind of unravel and unlock any um, I guess you know deep-seated emotion or, or something that might be stuck that we weren't I guess consciously aware of as well yeah absolutely you've hit the nail on the head Perfect. Okay, so changing gears a little bit here, um, speaking about your one-on-one -on -one work with your clients, what would you say is the most common challenge that your clients are struggling with when they come to work with you or is there like a multitude of different uh, experiences that they might be working with? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, look, I would say that it's generally the same type of things with it but it manifests in different forms. So generally people come to see me when they're feeling really stuck or overwhelmed or stressed. And obviously there's a, a plethora of things that could be, you know, keeping them in that space. So, but I would say that would be the common thread between everyone that I see um, because you can get stuck in, in anything really. You can get stuck in anger and resentment. You can get stuck in um, sadness and depression. You can get stuck in um, patterns or behaviours that aren't supportive for you. So, for instance, smoking or binge eating or, um, you know, procrastinating, um, not taking care of yourself. These are all sort of things that we can kind of get blocked up around as humans if we haven't been paying attention or haven't been sort of cultivating that connection to ourselves. So I would say that that is sort of the common thread. And what that really is, is when you're feeling overwhelmed, you're really just, you're 
generally it just means that your cortisol levels are really high. You're probably running in fight or flight all the time. And that's why you're struggling to sort of make decisions or um, figure out what you want to do. So I would say that's probably the most common thing. And um, that is really good for me as a practitioner in that I can use EFT really effectively to like we were just saying, pull back the layers and get a bit deeper with people around what it is that has actually keeping them stuck. Because often people will come to me and say, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really angry at work because or resentful at work because I just know that this job's not right for me or, or something to that nature. When actually when we start to do some deeper work, it's actually some stories that they're telling themselves about their own worthiness or their own ability or confidence in their job as an example. So it's really it's a really powerful technique to sort of get beneath that surface of what we think is going wrong. Um, and then I guess when you get under the surface, there's a whole range of issues that I really help people with. But I would say overarching, that's where we're, we where we start. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Way to Wellness, the podcast. Are you ready to step into the highest version of yourself? Are you ready to upgrade your well-being in a personalized and holistic way? If the answer is yes, I'd love to invite you into my one-on-one private wellness coaching program that is now open for enrollments in January 2021. It's time to take control of your health and your life. It's time to step into the light and to share your light. It's time to live a well and happy life. It's time to reconnect with your true self. For full details of the program or to book a connection call with me, head to beckrussell.com. Now let's get back into the episode. Oh, that's it. Uh, Do you have... um you know, a set of teachings that you share with your clients or is it, you know, completely individualised to the person and what can people expect when they come to work with you? It's generally quite tailored to the person um, and I I sort of take on the role as the space holder and the reflector in, in the, I guess, in my one-on-one sessions. So I'm not necessarily teaching by saying anything it's more so I'm there to sort of listen absorb ask really good questions to get beneath the layers of things and then I reflect that back to the client to then clear what's actually going on and I also try and keep people on track and focus so that their tapping is as is as effective as possible um what was the second part of that question sorry uh just what people can expect when they come to work with you yeah, so generally, I mean, it's probably more of what I've just said, but, you know, it's it's quite, it's quite, we take it slow to start with. So when you first start working with me, we might not necessarily start tapping for at least 10 to 15 minutes, depending on what's going on and how much you need to sort of tell me about the situation. Um, but sessions themselves, I use a, a range of techniques more so than I, so I do a few sort of tapping videos and stuff that I put on Instagram or whatever. Um, but I do use a few more techniques than I just sort of do the basic recipe um, in those videos. So there's a few things that I have in my hand basket that I can pull out to help clear stuff that's especially heavy. But the most important thing I think in a session is that you come 
you know, open and willing to share and at least get started. And then usually once you start tapping, you start to feel a lot more relaxed and and calm. And and then that sort of leads itself into going deeper into stories and, and, you know, past um, events that might be kind of stuck in your energy system. So the sessions are, are really gentle and I never want to sort of take someone, you know, too deep into something if they're not ready. So I try and stay really intuitive about, you know, how you're feeling as, say, the client and, um, you know, taking you gently through things and making sure you're always feeling comfortable and calm um, so that it's most effective. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And with that leading into the next question, you also run group online uh, tapping circles, which I've had the pleasure of experiencing for myself. So could you share with us a little bit more about what that entails? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a relatively new thing I've been doing and I'm really, really loving it. So at the moment it's a monthly circle, but I'm hoping um, to start doing that fortnightly just to, just because it just feels so good. Um, but essentially what it is is I get a small group of people together online on Zoom and we go through a bit of a class, I suppose. It's more of, it's quite flexible depending on the collective energy of the group. But we start with a bit of breathing exercises, some, you know, some meditation to ground us all in. And then depending on the group, we will do some tapping around what is coming up for us collectively. So for instance, generally people are feeling a bit stressed or exhausted and we will do some tapping as a group to clear that. What is really cool about using EFT in a group is that all of us tapping together actually amplifies the results for each other. So it's almost like we are all holding space for each other. And we also get the benefits from, you know, from sharing the space with others as well. So, for example, another part of the circle is what I call hot seat tapping or popcorn tapping where I'll get someone to come off mic and share, you know, just a few things that are going on for them that they want some help with. And then, for instance, like, um, you know, say they have some conflict in their relationship that they're feeling sort of stressed about, I will do a little bit of almost like a snippet of what I do in my private sessions with them and do a little bit of questions and zoning in on what we want to clear. And then we as a collective then tap on that one person's problem or issue. And again, we all get a benefit from that. It's called borrowed benefits um, when we tap on someone else's issue together. And then that person generally feels within about five to 10 minutes, they will have unwound whatever it is that has gone on for them. So that is another key aspect of it. But really, I think the purpose of the circles is there's a couple of things. So I want us to connect with ourselves and with each other. Um, and then also get into the regular habit of clearing these emotions that come up because it's almost like, you know, the more that you clear it and the more consistent you get with tapping and, and with these types of practices, be it meditation or whatever, the more, um, I guess it almost like smooths, smooths your edges. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, with, I guess, a river going downstream, it, all of the rocks and things have been smoothed out because of that constant work of the water over the rocks. And it's so, sort of that similar thing. If you constantly work to smooth your emotional edges, you can start to glide through life a bit easier. And when things do start to come up, you, your stress response won't spike as high as it might have had you not been doing that work, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that goes with, I think, most practices. You really, to gain the most benefit out of it, you really do need to be practicing consistently. Um, so that's a really great point that you touched on there. And yeah, I have experienced one of your circles um, at the end of last year, and it's such a beautiful way for a collective energy just to get together and, like you said, just hold space and and kind of really cultivate this uh, collective energy. So yeah, it's a really beautiful experience. Yeah, thank you, and thank you so much for coming. It was so nice to have you uh, in Circle, and I hope you can come again soon. Yeah, it was beautiful. Thank you. So we'll switch gears a little bit now and I just wanted to put the spotlight back on you personally (laughs) and I just wanted to know what the greatest lesson is that you have learnt so far on your journey. Oh gosh, so many. Um, Look, I think think probably the one that has been most... um, prevalent for me especially in the last 18 months is you know I'm only human which sounds like a bit of a funny thing to say but I think for especially my early 20s when I first discovered wellness and when I first sort of started taking more care of myself and getting into this space I really was it's almost like I was striving to be to become a really perfect version of myself who was you know probably 20 kilos lighter than I am now who was really fit and um you know never had anything go wrong and was loved by everyone um but that's just not reality at all and I think it's probably taken me a while to even from an aspirational point of view stop trying to become that person who is so perfect and and you know fits fits these certain metrics that I've decided warrant that. Um, I think really what I've fallen in love with with myself is my humanity and my, you know, I do get it wrong. I do get overly emotional or I do snap at people or, I, you know, I do make mistakes. Um, I do have bad days and that's like all a part of the experience and actually there is so much to be learnt from that experience and all of its imperfections and all of the things that can go wrong. And I think sometimes and often what I see in people is we beat ourselves up for not being a certain way or not reacting a certain way when I think there's actually a bit more magic to be had in accepting how we are. And that's a really, you know, that's an easy thing to say, but it it can be a long journey to get there. And I think that that has that is boding me really well going into the future you know we you know we're at the start of a new year we don't know what's ahead I'm about to turn 30 in um, March so I'm starting a new decade so it's all feeling very fresh and new but I think if I can go into this next year and this next decade with that um, grace and acceptance of what is what is um I think that's probably the greatest thing I've learned and it's sort of made me a lot more relaxed and probably a bit nicer as a, as a human as well. That is so beautiful, Erin. I think that's something that we can all relate to too. And just going back to the point that you mentioned, I feel like it's such a common story, like, you know, in your early 20s and you've discovered all of these vast array of, uh, you know, wellness techniques and and whatnot and you feel and it's almost like negates what you're trying to achieve when you feel like you need to be the best and do the best and have the best and and I think it's such a common experience for us to go through that before we kind of settle and land in the place that we're supposed to be and kind of find that 
balance that homeostasis in the body and the mind and the spirit so that's so beautiful yeah absolutely and I just think it's a it's a much more relaxed way to live you know (laughs) it's much more pleasant if you can embrace you know um, obviously taking care of yourself but also taking pleasure in having a week where you don't necessarily take care of yourself and you do just go out and have a bit of fun and, and have a few drinks or or go out for a few nice meals and and not putting so much pressure on yourself to be so perfect all the time yeah definitely love that what would you say is your number one priority when it comes to your own personal well-being practice I would say it's probably just being really present with where I am and how I'm feeling in my energy. Um, You know, I can be a bit of a pusher, so I will start to feel tired and drained and I will just push through, but that's really not good for me and that tends to burn me out um, or I get sick or I just, like, can't do anything for a week, as an example. Um, So I think that's probably my main priority is, is trying to, pick up on those little niggles where I am starting to feel a bit overtired or I've spent too long on the computer or something's really draining me. And then instead of, um, you know, playing on my phone and, and scrolling through Instagram or whatever I do, I don't even know what I do sometimes. Instead of doing that, taking the time to go and sit in stillness, to just lay down listening to some music or to do some tapping or breath work is something that I've gotten into recently that I find really um, healing and energising. So it's just trying to make a different choice between, you know, the draining thing versus the, um, the fulfilling thing when it comes to managing my energy systems. Yeah, that's so good. And um, I guess, like you said, just being present and also cultivating that sense of self-awareness when you, for as the example that you use of your scrolling Instagram and then you can say to yourself, what am I actually doing now? And then you can, <laughs> you know, swap it out for something that's actually going to, you know, raise up your energetic field rather than depleting it. So that, that's a really, really good one. Yeah, absolutely. And we all do it and that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's not, I think it's not good all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all about balance. And can you share with us uh, any of your non-negotiable practices? This is kind of tying into the last question um, that keep you in the highest version of yourself. Like, do you have any morning or evening routines, mind-body practices? Do you read or meditate? Um, Yeah, I have a few. Um, I'm not always the best with consistency, but I generally come back to them um, every couple of days or so. Um, the first thing that is a hundred percent, you know, settles me and gets me back into my sort of strengths in that mind heart connection for me is journaling. Journaling is really impactful. Um, I've journaled since forever, I think, and it's always magical to me. Like the thing I might be sitting in my head thinking, I don't know what to say, or I don't have anything that's really going on. And then as soon as I put my pen to paper, something will just flow out, whether it's something that's been annoying me or bugging me or, or you know, some inspiration that or some kind of channeled writing that I can share or that just feels like sacred to me. So that's probably my number one thing. Um, then I also obviously use tapping and I've also, as I said, started using breath work as well. Um, they're sort of really nice practices and, you know, sometimes I do a longer session maybe once every few weeks just to sort of really reset um, and recalibrate and reconnect. 
Um, there was one other thing that came to mind as well. What is it? Oh, reading. Sorry. <laughs> I Last year I set myself a goal to get back into reading. So when I was a kid and a teenager, I would read like endlessly. I would always have a book in front of my nose. And then I don't know what happened. I just kind of stopped reading as much um, and specifically fiction books. So last year I set myself a goal to read 30 novels um, and I ended up reading 40, which was amazing. And that's been a really great habit for me. Like every night I'll do half an hour of reading before I go to bed. And that's just that time away from the phone and and sort of um, the TV. And it's just sort of a nice wind down ritual that I've started. It sounds really simple, but it actually has made, I really notice a difference if I don't read before I go to bed. Um, so that's been a really nice one for me as well. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I, I do find myself as well that reading is such a really nice way to finish off the evening before heading into bed. Yeah, exactly. Now, are there any other final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with us that we haven't yet covered so far? I don't think so. I mean, I think it's really, I suppose, what I've learned and what I try to get across um, into, you know, to either whether it's in uh, with a one-on-one client or in a group um, session or, or even just an Instagram post, it's that, you know, we're all sort of here learning and, and there's no pressure for you to do a certain thing a certain way. And, and really you can take some time to slow down and relax and reassess and that's okay. Um, you know, especially at this time of year, there's so much pressure with resolutions and intentions and everyone's sort of setting all these goals. And if you don't really know what you want to do, then that's totally fine. And you can just sort of, um, you know, just allow yourself to be for a while. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really the main thing I like to get across. And um, there's obviously different aspects to that and, and how it works, but that's my main, I think my main message. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, as we wrap up our conversation, can you share with us where we can learn a little more about you and stay connected with you and also any upcoming offers or events that you have available? Absolutely. So you can find out more about my work at my website, erinlaishley.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at erinlaishley. Um my website is sort of work in progress, but there is there is information on there about my new client package, which is the best way to work with me one-on-one. And I have just opened up books for the new year as well. So um, do have spaces available um, if you'd like to sort of work with me. I also have a couple of other things that I've just announced. So I've got um, my, depends when this comes out, but they're just generally connecting clear tapping circle will be in the diary as well. Uh, and you can find that via the link in my bio on Instagram. And that's that's a, just that hour event, um, one evening, just to do some tapping and come together and clear our collective energy. So encourage anyone who's curious about learning how to tap, that's a really great first step to come to if you've not done it before. Um, and then the only other thing I have is I've just launched a short course for the new year called Create Your Magic 2021. 
which is a two-part course that um, is designed to help you let go of last year and all of the resentment and disappointment you might be feeling about 2020 and then also let go of any fear and anxiety you might have about the coming 12 months. And if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed and unsure what to do or where to go this year, it's a really beautiful course to bring you back to your heart um, and clear out all of those negative emotions out of your energy system. So, and that, that's got a lot of journaling built into it as well. So a really beautiful tool for self-reflection. So that's just been finished yesterday. It should be live and um probably Instagram is the best way to find that as well once I sort of start posting about it today. Beautiful. Erin, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing all of the wisdom that you've learned along your way to wellness. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me back. That's it for another episode of Way to Wellness, the podcast. You can connect with Erin at Erin Lashley on Instagram and also check out her website erinlashley.com. I'll link to those in the show notes as well. You can connect with your host Beck Russell at underscore Beck Russell on Instagram and the podcast at Way to Wellness Podcast. Until next time, take good care of yourself and I'll talk to you again soon.